1: Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Happy Friday to you and yours from us here on the block. I'm Austin Norman. He is Eric Strickland in the hizzy. Missed you on the crossover. Glad you're here, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just
2: um, having a little conversation with the man of the hour, the Tower of Power, old school. Uh, head piece, one of them, 50% of them, DP. We were having a little bit of uh, in-depth conversation. So, yeah, man, I, I, I wasn't able to pop in, but I was here, here in the building.
1: We will bring up the crossover topic at some point. I gave you a little bit of heads up, but Rico and I were having a blast with this. Nick got in on it, so we'll get back to that in a little bit. So, uh, we do have to mention Mary Ellen's, Food for the Soul. Appreciate Charles. and yesterday. everything. Oh, you were.
2: What'd you get? Sure What'd did. you get? Ended up getting the... Um, I got the catfish with some yams and some mac, and it was absolutely slamming. And listen, you know, I was was just telling DP a second ago that one of the most beautiful things to see is when you go in there and you just see the people coming in there. And, you know, every seat was full. Mm -hmm. Um, This had to be uh, after the show. So, you know, early dinner. Mm-hmm. and it was just beautiful to see just them working their tails off and putting it together, and it was a great bunch of people in there, and everybody looked happy and satisfied. I walked out of there definitely satisfied.
1: So, yeah. Incredible. Job great. well done again, Charles. Appreciate you and everything you do uh, for Strict uh, for On the Block, and the Lincoln community. Thanks for tapping in here on the Block, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter streams up for you. Text line also always open, 402 464 Five six eight five Sarder Heyman, text line and Honda of Lincoln hotline. If you have anything you want to talk to us about, strict first topic of the day. Before we get into uh, a lot of college football headlines that we'll be going over, was more news out of Northwestern. We heard the the Monday after everything went down with Pat Fitzgerald and the football team that the the baseball program coached by Jim Foster was you know under a similar kind of investigation um, under scrutiny. And it turns out that things weren't good in that program either. They end up with a 10 and 40 record. You have a few coaches quit right before the season starts. Um, Like half the team essentially Mm -hmm. ends up transferring out because of the culture in the baseball program. Jim Foster had a a solid program at Army that made some NCAA regionals. Army and Northwestern aren't the same place. And what, what Jim Foster ended up, well, I guess, fostering, for lack of a better word at Northwestern, was a culture that, guys just don't want to participate in it anymore. So he gets fired and now Northwestern is out a football coach and they're out a baseball coach. What is going on in that athletic department?
2: Uh, and see that's that's the that's the crazy thing about it and and that's kind of one of the things and the questions that I had about this this situation. Is this particularly a cultural cleaning that's going on there at Northwestern? Is this is this just kind of they're going through kind of like a company would do an audit of its books, just looking at the health and the wellness of the programs, different programs, uh, seeing where there's some something that may be off or something that needs to be corrected. Or if it doesn't look like it's heading in a in a in a good direction, then that is being handled and dealt with. So I look at it from that standpoint. And so then I shift the question and I ask you is Nebraska at this point or have we already gone through that that type type of change did it happen because i think the, the way that i look at it when i think about trev and his arrival trev went through it wasn't i'm not going to say it was a honeymoon period i don't think it was a honey but it went through a period of observation mm-hmm. um, taking a uh, a look at and uh, you know, truly observing how the health of the program is, what needs to be done, what upgrades need to happen, dealing with the, the business community. Now, this NIL stuff. So you've got all this stuff that's going on. But have we got to that moment yet or is that still uh, something that's looming or needs to be done in the program?
1: I think it's kind of step by step, right? Because the first issue for Trev Alberts as he got in was taking a look at the football program. It had to be, right? It's the biggest moneymaker. You have to make sure that's squared away. So Trev Alberts took a look at that, you know, gave Scott Frost his second chance. Ends up, that wasn't, you know, enough. Ends up having to fire Scott Frost. So I think that was always the first order of business, was looking Mm -hmm. at football. But then right after that, you have to turn your attention to men's basketball a program that hasn't achieved up to really an appropriate standard for a long time now with any sort of consistency. So that has to be there. You walk into a baseball program that wins the big 10 and then follows that up with a down 2022 and a step forward, but still vaguely disappointing 2023 season. Mm -hmm. You can't, you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't need to tackle everything at once because we just mentioned three sports. There's, what, 16 other varsity sports right. that you have to pay attention to as well. You have to give them all the attention that they deserve to make sure issues don't crop up. But you can understand where the the prioritization you know might fall with those three programs. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, your volleyball program, which is the most successful one, you can leave it alone to some degree, but you also don't want to leave it alone so you feel like, you don't have a relationship with your head coach, right? You let him do his thing, but you also have to make sure you're checking in with that program to make sure your head coach know he's still, you know, supported by you. So Mm -hmm. my hope with Nebraska is that it never gets to Northwestern level, that there's never anything like that going on in any of the programs, but it's a constant process of evaluation and reevaluation with all the programs. So I think you're never not at that point of reevaluation you just hope that's a a natural step instead of hey our hand was forced because someone you know mentioned hazing allegations or Mm -hmm. this coach created such a bad culture so many people are are fleeing to the transfer portal in an uncertain future because of it Mm -hmm. yeah and and so that's
2: those those are positive things and and I think it's just something that it, it when I think about these these situations happening in programs as well um one of the things I look at is life, Mm -hmm. right? When when you deal in life situations, it seems like you take one step forward and three steps backwards, or uh, when you're down, you you get kicked when you're down, and and, and so forth and so on. And so I look at the Northwestern program and I'm saying to myself, is this because there's some, some uncertainty at the top, which leads you to start to look at Everything it puts like an in a micro microscope or it puts a magnifying glass on everything. Mm-hmm. And while you're down, it's better to do it because when you're at rock bottom, there's nowhere else to go but up. <laughs> All right, you, you there's, there's nothing better that you can do but to climb again. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to do that at a larger scale or do you want to just do it in a in, in a micro scale? Uh, scale as opposed to a macro and I and it could be that I I, I just don't know but I'm I'm thinking about it and when I'm looking at these type of situations happening across the board
1: absolutely I mean Northwestern it sounds like couldn't get away with keeping Jim Foster as baseball coach even though they just had to fire Pat Fitzgerald right yeah. like given the situation that was going on in both those programs the timing is wildly unfortunate for Northwestern I mean they could have prevented it, you yeah. know, but to your point about leadership, Strick, the the president got there in September of 2022. The athletic director was hired back in uh, June of 2021. So this right. is new leadership that, that hasn't been in place very long at all, having to make these big decisions. I mean, it's hard to fault them nearly as much for what was going on in the football locker room, even though we may be able to critique how they handled the news coming out and how they approached everyone finding out about the investigation and the firing. But I think you have to point back to Jim Phillips. What did he know? Was this happening in his time there before he left to become the commissioner of the ACC? And then on the baseball side, that's where I go back to these new hires. This was Jim Foster's first year. He wasn't a longtime coach there. This AD made that hire. Yeah, That reflects on him. So you have to, as the board of trustees, regents, whatever it is at Northwestern, you have to take that into account, right? Do we trust this guy to make these hires, given that the one hire, the high-profile hire that he made was gone after one year for creating a negative culture? It, it piles on top of something that he didn't create, but it has to be taken into account.
2: Well, you you would hope that's the case, and this is why sometimes those in those positions make these type of moves, is because they, they really just want to make sure that... Uh, the boomerang doesn't <laughs> come back <laughs> to you without your glove. Right. There, there's a movie that, that's been, I love using movie analogies, right? There was, there was a movie analogy, and um, it, it, was, uh, it, it was along the Mad Max. Mm. Um, it wasn't beyond Thunderdome. It was, the, it was like one of the first ones um, with Mel Gibson and so forth and so on. So there was a little kid that had a boomerang, but he had a glove, And so (laughs) one of the times he threw the boomerang, you want to always make sure you have your glove because when it returns to you, uh, you're able to catch it it Mm -hmm. and handle it. Whereas one of the guys tried to catch it, didn't have it, and lost his fingers. So if you don't want to lose... make sure you, you have a good glove in hand. So I, I look at it from that standpoint, right? You don't want the boomerang to come back at you without your glove. So you're trying to get ahead of it before the return makes its way back to you. So that's kind of how I think about that situation. And this is why I think mm-hmm. he may be doing a lot of this at this point in time.
1: Absolutely. And to that point, too, with with to maybe take the gloves analogy a little further, you can't handle it with kid gloves, right? That's what they yeah. tried to do the first yeah. time. They tried to just push it off to the side. Oh, it's just a little two-week suspension. Uh, just a little something came out. No big deal. He'll be back with us for the fall. That's kid gloves. Well, at this point, those have to come off. you got to get those gloves that go up past your elbows, and you got to dive in to this cesspool and make something out of it. You've got to salvage what you can. You have to be there for the players. You have to do right by them after they were let down by people in leadership. There's no avoiding it anymore. Mm-hmm. So whether you, you tackle them one at a time, you do them both, it's a problem that has to be solved sooner than later, because as much as Northwestern, I'm sure, likes to think of itself as you know, a, a more than sports institution, right, with all the leaders they have in media, business, politics, all that, sports are still forward facing. Pat Fitzgerald was one of the most well-known alums, and he's a football coach. That's just the reality, especially if it goes back to the discussion we were having the other day too, Strick, about the money that they're pouring into athletics now. If you're going to put a billion dollars into your athletic programs, uh, yeah, people are going to pay attention. Yeah. People are going to look. So you need someone in charge of your most, most forward-facing program, which is still probably the football team, and you need a strong, confident, competent athletic director and president to back him up, to support him, to make sure that he's on <laughs> that straight and narrow, representing you in the best way possible. What? What? There's nothing worse,
2: Austin, than... Uh, putting financial resources into a specific spot or place that has holes Mm -hmm. where it's not sustainable, where their, their ROIs are leaky. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's not leaky because you're not doing good business as far as the, the handling of the, the resources and the finances, but it's leaky because the, those who are partakers in it are finding themselves in whatever scrutiny or problems or situations that they may have, they may be dealing with and it leaves your program not able to, and we talked about that before, try to go out and be the face of, of something with that, with all of that going on and sit down with those type of entities who then they have to determine, do we want to connect? Now, it's already spoken for, but going forward, do you want the leak to continue to leak it out, or do you want it to kind of start to build upon? And mm-hmm. so that's that's that it's, it's got to be a
1: building block at that point, right? It has to. Yeah, You have to use it like that. Even if it doesn't look like it is from the outside, you have to find a way to make this a building block, yeah. right? There's not a, a silver lining to this because guys lost their jobs, you know, student athletes' careers have been changed, plain and simple. There's not a lot of good in the situation, but you have to make good out of the bad. You have to take the next step forward. And here's the thing. In, in our culture of accountability, in some ways it's a good thing, but I think sometimes, Strick, we get so caught up in demanding immediate accountability. Mm-hmm. Give it all back at once, right? Sometimes with as much as there is going wrong, places all across the country, not just at Northwestern, not just in sports. Right. But with as much as can go wrong sometimes, we expect five run home runs. We expect <laughs> was we, doing right. We expect ten point touchdowns. Yeah. As long as you take that next step down the field, right? Just get the next first down. Yeah. Hit your single. Get on base. Okay. Move the guy over. It's it doesn't necessarily always happen at once, all this change. Again, we mentioned everything going down at once with Fitzgerald and Foster. Just take the next right step if you're a Northwestern. Take one step out of the muck try to get back to, to dry land, get your feet set, get them underneath you. So it's not going to happen all at once. This isn't a culture that's going to be automatically fixed by mm-hmm. the interim head coach, or even in the first year, second year, third year of the next head coach, because it's trust, right? It comes back to relationships mm-hmm. and trust can crumble in a day, in an instant, in a moment.
2: And it's tough to build back.
1: That's the, that, that's the mm-hmm. hardest thing about it, right? It, mm-hmm.
2: It's something that can literally fall like a Jenga uh, board. Like, I don't know what they call them. Mm -hmm. But just like Jenga, like one pool can cause the whole thing to crumble. But oh boy, oh boy, the building back process, (laughs) it it, it takes more time. I mean, even in relationships, and marriage, all of that, you know, if the trust is broken, then it's just so much more that you have to apply and put into it to get it back on track. So then... What is a time frame that, you know, when you're thinking about a business, when you're thinking about uh, an organization or you're thinking about a, you know, a, uh, a like a professional team or you're thinking about a college? What, 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 what would you say is a time frame that's fair in, in, in the rebuilding of, of community trust as far as dealing with uh, those who you, 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 know, you have to work with?
1: Absolutely. So the thing about a community is that we can think about it as a block of people, or we can think about it as a bunch of individuals that form a community. Some people in the Northwestern community, I'm sure, will be over it. Trust the Football Program as soon as there's a new full-time hire made. I'm sure there will be some that might never trust it again, because they gave you know their time, four years of their lives, to be an alum there. Uh, they had a good time. They can't believe Northwestern let other people down. And then there are people in the middle who, you know, if they go... Hire a new coach. Three years later, no scandal. Hey, they're back up and winning. Okay, I think I like this guy. I think he's got something going. If he's there 5, 10, 15, 17 years like Fitzgerald was without issues, trust is rebuilt then. Mm. So I think it's a you know it when you see it. I think there are some people that would be such diehard fans. They're rebuilt when there's a new guy. They just trust him blindly. They trust the administration made the right hire. You're good to go. Some people, it's completely shattered. Might never get it back. Most people, I think, fall somewhere in the middle. They'll know they can trust Northwestern when they see it, I guess.
2: So then, let me one last question before we get out here uh, on a break. Um, trust can be broken in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. It could be broken the way that it has here, but let's look organizationally, right? Let's let's look at the NHL, MLB, uh, NBA, mm-hmm. NFL. Right? Um, do you consider it a Uh, potential I'm not saying this has happened or it is the case but do you consider it a a potential breach of trust when you begin to get away from what it is that you specifically do as an entity baseball is your thing basketball is your thing and then you start to delve into specific areas like whether it be political or whether it be um, you know, doing things that are outside the scope of what, what it is that you do. Well. Do you mm-hmm. think in some instances it's harder to get back when you've kind of gone in that direction or, or is it something that you can build back? Cause, cause my thing is I think things can be built back quickly. If you have interesting storylines or you have um, like, the Sammy Sosa McGuire situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if you're mired in in problems and you've got substance abuse issues that are, you know, taking on and making it a lack of trust, then all of a sudden you have that pop. Then you can kind of turn the tides on those type of situations. In college football, the NCAA could be having all kinds of problems like you're seeing right now in Georgia or something like that, right? They're dealing with some instances down there. But nothing can turn the tide of that than them coming back and winning a back-to-back,
1: Absolutely. right? Oh, yeah. So,
2: so you know, just quickly on
1: that. Yeah, I'm, it depends on who you are. It depends on where you are. I think it also depends on what you did, right? Yeah. Some things are easier to get past than others, right or wrong. Again, kind of depends on the person. But that's where I think the, the next right step for Northwestern is hiring the right coach to build back that goodwill. Off the field, obviously, in the locker room, obviously – But with casual observers, the best way to win back trust is going to be to win. You know, like Al Davis said, just win. That's what it comes Mm -hmm. down to. Because if you're winning, people will assume the culture is fixed. People will assume you've made more right decisions than you have wrong. That's typically the case. Mm -hmm. That's just how it works. Um, Longsker asks, is the first good step firing the president in AD? I don't know. My... I don't want to be overreactionary, right? What happened in the football locker room was terrible by all reports. What happened in the baseball clubhouse, also not good. You get hires wrong. You do. I think they should be held accountable. I think firing them this quickly would be a huge dramatic step. The AD has been there since 2021. He's been in and around college athletics for a while that was his first hire, one of his first hires at Northwestern. Yeah. Was a baseball coach. Did did we all make perfect decisions? Did we all make great decisions? Our first you know year on our jobs, I highly doubt it. Yeah. Same for the president who replaced a guy uh, that had been there for a long time in Shapiro. He's been there since twenty twenty two. Again, probably didn't handle everything going on the best. But everyone makes mistakes. Right. If there if there becomes a pattern of mistakes and, and missteps. Eventually, accountability comes in the form of a lack of job security and Uh not having a job. But to fire them after two years and one year, respectively, for the AD and the president, that seems quick. I think they deserve a chance to make it right. And if they can't, that's for the, the Board of Trustees to figure out. There you go. Is that fair? Fair. There you go. Let's turn the page to college football. A lot of college football to dive into here on the block. We'll start in the Big Ten West. I guess we'll stick in the Big Ten West with the transfer quarterbacks. On three put out a list of five impactful transfers. Three of them were in the Big Ten West, so we'll go over those, maybe throw in a fourth just for kicks and gigs. Uh, But plenty more college football talk to come here on the block. This is Austin Norman, Eric Strickland with me, with you till four here on 93.7 The Ticket. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app.